Oh, hello. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because it is the one that is keeping us from flying off this fucking planet. Back in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now teaming up with another person who is not in your quarantine pod is possibly lethal, definitely more frowned upon than putting Zendaya in your space worm movie. And then she's only in it for 15 minutes. So for now, it is one comic against another. And to win this battle, each of our comics will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been saving in their notes app for the last year and a half to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. That title automatically gives a person's opinion on whether or not Dune actually needs to be seen in a theater when it's right there in your Roku. More weight than a civilian's. You're listening to Troubled Waters. meet our teams and let me just tell you before we go in that's all the dune talk there's going to be i haven't seen it i probably won't uh, our first contestant is a writer she co-created the daily show uh, i i have fond memories of watching her on various mtv and comedy central comedy specials in the in the 90s it is a uh, thrill to have the host of feminist Bud- buzzkills live with us liz winstead hello hello how are you i think i'm all right you think you're okay yeah, I That's love that you think that do. pop culture is saving us when I feel like it's just another nail in the coffin. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Explain. <laughs> you know, I mean, when we look at how we've we've milked all of our charmingness, there's like three shows that everyone thinks are charming. Schitt's Creek, right. Ted Lasso, and The Great British Bake Off. Everything else right. is just pitting humans against other humans for whatever is left of their dignity to just strip them down to just they're mm. like naked and afraid seems like meet the press at this point, you know, which is like. You're so right. You're so right. And you know, when I say popular culture is keeping us sane in this world, let me tell you what I mean by that. <laughs> Certainly there is, there is Ted Lasso in this world. Certainly there is Schitt's Creek. That is almost too like highbrow for me at this time. <laughs> During lockdown, <laughs> we have been watching old episodes of Solid Gold and American Bandstand oh, yes. and Top of Pops. Uh-huh. That's. Like we're going, we're going deep. We're going yeah. real deep it, it, as a way just to like not lose our minds. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I love it. It is you know, honestly like Hall and Oates are, are like the the number one band in the world in the world that we're living in right now. Fair, fair, it's not fair. a bad idea. No, Reach I back think into it's the great. past if you have to get there. Uh, Liz Liz Winstead, tell us about Feminist Buzzkills Live. So uh, we are launching on December 2nd on YouTube. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. And Feminist Buzzkills Live is basically a hilarious feminist talk show that covers all the issues that are happening to us right now that no one ever talks about because they're too controversial. So Uh we wanted to do a talk show that's funny and smart with experts and activists talking about abortion, reproductive rights, and a show that guarantees there will never be a hint of Meghan McCain. I feel like that in and of itself, is a reason to go subscribe. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. No baby bows on adult women. Just all of it. We're just (laughs) removing all of it from TV. Yeah. Doing the important work. Always. You know, if you can alleviate a baby bow from adult women, I feel like 
you are actually doing the Lord's work. You are absolutely doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Mm, bless Liz <laughs> Winstead. Our second contestant writes on the live show Pop Culture. She hosts the podcast How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. And you can catch her at Flappers in Burbank on December 7th, a fine club. It's Danielle Koenig. Hello. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. I should clarify. I'm not going to be performing at oh. Flappers on December 7th. I write on the show Pop Cultured, oh. which will be at Flappers on December 7th. Okay. Hosted right. by Nikki Urban and judged by this guy named Jimmy Pardo. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. So I write on that show. All right. Uh, tell us about How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Well, How to Survive with Dan- Danielle and Christine will also not feature Megan McCain. So you've great. got that yes. for it as well. Great. So it's another, yeah. This is a trend that I'm so for. I know. So basically the show is, we. my co-host Christine Kimmel is basically afraid of everything. Earthquakes, you know, being run off the road, falling off a bridge, you know, wolves attacking her. She's just, she's that kind of person, which sure. a lot of people are. So we taught, we look humorously at how to survive actual things like a bear attack or a, um, a landslide or, um, you know, another Fleetwood Mac album. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. So, um, sorry. No more. And, th- and then we have a comic or a writer or, or an actor on to talk about something they've survived that's, not as dangerous, but just more, maybe more humiliating, like bombing on stage or uh-huh. getting fired or something like that. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's been great fun. We just started and uh, we're having a blast. What is a terrible, non-lethal thing that you have survived, Danielle Koenig? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, so many humiliating things. Being fired, peeing my pants, you know, taking my shirt off. In, in grade school, I had a sweatshirt on over my brand new ET shirt that my brother had gotten me yes. at an iron-on shop called yes. Chicken Shirt, yes. which was a big staple on Ventura Boulevard in the 80s. And I, and on the back, it said ET and me because that was the original title and we were those kind of nerds, especially yes. my brother. So I took off the sweatshirt to show everybody my new shirt and the shirt came off with it. Oh, no. Now, I was wearing an undershirt because that's what people did back then for some reason, or at least in my family. Yeah. But I was nonetheless humiliated and I ran to the bathroom. Oh my God, Danielle. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Just pull that out. I mean, that's just one. That is merely one. Yeah. Uh, I just um, ate shit on a bird scooter in Austin, Texas. <laughs> it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. <laughs> but did you eat bird shit? No, I did not eat bird shit. No, no. Just gravel. Uh, oh. It was pretty rough. E.T. and Me was the original title? I didn't even know that. Yes. Well, my I, I mean, according to my brother, and he knew all those sorts of things, so oh. I'm going to assume that he was right. Okay. And you know that it was supposed to be Eminem's, not Reese's Pieces. Of course. You know that, course, right? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Of course. All right. We met Liz and Danielle. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So if you are ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the last week or two. Liz, we will begin with you. The most tragically overlooked event of this week was a judge in Wisconsin who is overseeing Kyle Rittenhouse's case. And the judge ruled that they couldn't be referred to as victims. So I feel like that's slightly egregious and really should be unpacked. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's also like, oh, so words do matter and are freighted with meaning? <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, 
Which what should what should the how should what's the one word we can boil it down to? Is it nouns? Oh. Is it? Uh, I would say fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. Maybe. Okay. I feel okay with fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. I feel good about too. I know I okay, went good. hard on you, but you know, you no. both this Winston, you're going to get a little bit of a, a yes. of that. Yes. Good. We are getting what we wanted. Fuck that guy. And it's just fun to say. Yep. It's therapeutic in its way. 100%. Uh, Danielle, how about you? Well, my story is um, equally weighty and it actually does Great. also involve a victim. Yes. The victim is international stand-up comedian Jeremy Piven, mm. who was whose home was robbed of $20,000 worth of clothing. First so of all- So it's like two Affliction t-shirts with like gold thread <laughs> or something. Okay, one, maybe that's the answer. I was trying to figure Chrome out Hearts how- sunglass. I was trying to figure out how does a man have $20,000 worth of clothing? A oh, woman you could see, okay, if they're, if they're rich and famous, you could get to $20,000. How does a man get to $20,000? I mean, sneakers. All those sure. sneakers. sneakers. You get yeah. those sneakers that people stand in line for that the PIV does not right. stand in line for. That the PIV oh, sends out a person to stand That's in line. Right. That's right. And gets them. And I figured Ugh. all of his suits are probably from Entourage, mm-hmm. right? Sure, sure. Like, so he didn't spend any money. But it, and and also I just thought it was amusing that it wasn't just one robber; it was at least two. That they—that's what they went for. They went for the clothes. They knew he had clothes worth twenty thousand dollars. Oh my god! I mean, there's nothing else to steal from Jeremy Piven's house. He doesn't have some artwork or oh. watches or. I just thought that was. I don't know. Then, I feel like accessories might fit in there. You know, he might have like a a platinum oh, cock ring. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. With his Shiny. initials engraved in it. Yes. With like, yes. this feels so good to me <laughs> on the inside of the ring. And this is my favorite um, quote from his yes. rep. It's unfortunate when high profile celebrities are a target of home robberies when traveling. So he's got it's, his finger on the pulse of what, what's sure wrong in the world. I just thought that was delicious. He, by the way, also has a podcast. It's called How You Live in Jay Piven. And for some reason. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, Liz, it is. And I don't know why I am on the PR like distribution list for it, but every new episode that drops, I get it, I get it like an email (sighs) about it. And it's it is so tone deaf and ridiculous. And I don't know who it's for. Um he (sighs) uh, a couple weeks ago had the guy. Who played the gay assistant, his gay assistant on Entourage? Okay, and and it's booked as uh, Jeremy Piven and his gay assistant Lloyd. Didn't use the actor's real name. No, like did not give the the real life actor the the benefit. The whole of using time his he was on the name. show. Uh, the whole he, time he was on I the podcast. I don't think he ever says his real name in the episode, but for sure in the PR thing, in the description <laughs> for the show, in the title of the show, it's gay assistant Lloyd. Uh, and he keeps talking about how, how like we got to get those two characters in a new show. Like we're all oh, clamoring no. for it. It is it is such a, a deep dive into piteous self delusion. Uh, it is. I tried to find stand up of him online and I couldn't find anything. I oh, don't no. remember him ever doing stand up. I thought he came oh, no, out of Chicago. In he did. Yeah, this is his new thing. Liz. he's. Yeah, yeah, he 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 left acting mid-life. behind. He's a stand up comic now. Yeah, uh, it's a swerve. Um, okay, I guess I'm learning this now. So give me a minute because I'm just learning this. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I yeah. feel like as being stand-ups, we all know the rage that boils inside 
when somebody who can't get acting gigs looks mm-hmm. at people who've done stand-up for 20 mm-hmm. years and yep. said, I should just start doing that and headlining. And mm-hmm. um, so the piv is just out there. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I yeah. haven't heard him weigh in about cancel culture and how just um, the rich are being oppressed right now with their words when they have to yeah. buy out stadiums uh-huh. with their millions yeah. because yeah. they've well, been get silenced. Get yourself to, uh, you know, Helium in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know if he's actually playing there. But I would imagine that that's about where you would see a Jeremy Piven uh, doing doing stand up that for sure somebody else wrote. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're probably right. Yeah. He probably hired that guy who played his gay assistant. Yes. And, to do his stand up yeah. to write a stand up. Yeah. He's like, you're an assistant. He's like, well, I'm actually I'm an actor. No, but Aren't you like on the yeah. show, you could like do things. So maybe you could just like organize some jokes for me. Yeah. By the way, in the intro to the Gay Assistant Lloyd episode of How You Live in Jay Piven, <laughs> does Jay Piven recreate a scene on his own between the two of them and do a wildly uh, insulting gay voice while doing it? Yes. No. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. How You Live in Jay Piven, available on wherever you listen to your podcast. So we have a, a standoff so between Fuck That Guy and Piven. Which is yes. as close to redundant as we've ever been on this show. 100%. Yeah. Uh, those are your buzzing words. Fuck that guy and pivot. <laughs> so keep those okay. buzzing words at the ready as we move forward. Let's start the show. This is an easy one. This is a game we're calling Lucy Goosey. So the trailer for the I Love Lucy sort of Lucille Ball biopic uh, being the Ricardos dropped this week. Nicole Kidman, as we all know, is playing Lucille Ball in the film. A controversial choice according to... Everybody on Twitter who's suddenly a casting director. Let us hear a quick clip of Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. Let's do our show. I get paid a fortune to do exactly what I love doing. Um, they got their money's worth. Pictures up. I work side by side with my husband who is genuinely impressed by me. And all I have to do to keep it is kill for 36 weeks in a row. Oh, I, I was not ready for that. I wasn't that, ready for that. I hadn't seen that it or heard puts- it. That puts the um, Nine Perfect Strangers to shame. Yeah. Have you, did you watch Nine Perfect Strangers? No, no. Oh, she does a quote-unquote Russian accent the whole time. Oh, no. Dave. Oh, no. I pleaded with Twitter to someone give her a character that's Australian. Please, yes. just give her an Australian character once. She yeah. can't do accents. It's horrifying. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was so vaguely generally Eastern European. I can't even tell you. It was like, oh my God. It was amazing. Wow. Uh, Liz, it. have you been keeping up with I being mean, the Ricardos? Jamestown, New York has entered the chat. <laughs> They're just like, what is that accent? I <laughs> cannot even with that. Um, I haven't seen the trailer. I also feel like, um, I guess the story of. Ricky and Lucy is really dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the story of those two in real life, I think they were volatile. And yes. I like, and then that accent just isn't helping. No. It's At least great. they got the life rights to her. <laughs> Unlike yeah. the Joan Rivers story where it was like, oh, we what? forgot to secure the life rights. I'm just, who, who, who did that fall through on? How did yeah. that happen? Rights first, then press release. I'm just saying. Oh my God. Mm. Come and on. And maybe Jewish actor. Mm. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, um, if you, um, okay, there's a thing called Museum of Home Video on Twitch. 
and they're great. They just they play like old things that you know people taped off of TV on VHS and whatever. And on mm. like Tuesday nights on Twitch, they play they play like just great nightfuls of entertainment. But one of their things uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it still exists on their Patreon, is uh, Lucille Ball in her later years on game shows, on like Super Password and things like that. Um, it's often her and Carol Channing, and the pair of them are just drunk as hell. Yeah. Just like absolutely do not give a fuck about the game that's happening or the player that they're winning money for or whatever. They're just like drunk. She, at noon. Are they smoking on camera? They're smoking. Oh my god, yes. I hope so. And the lipstick just everywhere, but the lips. Oh, I heard all a, the way I heard to a the great nostril. Carol Channing story that um, oh in her later years doing Broadway, her she had a tiny head. Carol Channing had a tiny head. <laughs> And so to fill her wigs, they used maxi pads inside the wig. Stop this to right now. Fill out her wig. Oh, I'm here to bring. You think that I'm just Susie Political? I have so much garbage in my head that wow. only a Fantastic. Dave Holmes show audience is going to be like, yes. bring this bitch back because she's yes. talking about the maxi pads and Carol Channing's wig. I can't get enough <gasps> of that. Oh my yes. god, that's fantastic! I thought yes. it was going to be the corn story. What's the corn story? Have you? Have neither of you? Uh, are we I, bad? I think it's something sexual. Are we Producer bad Christian, have you have you heard this one? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Wow. No. Okay, y'all. All right. Apparently, this was also during her Broadway days. Um, she um, she did not have a private restroom in her dressing area in her dressing room. Okay. And so somebody between like the the matinee and the nighttime show of whatever it was, Hello Dolly or whatever. Um, was in the restroom. We all know it was Hello Dolly. With, I guess it was Hello Dolly. Um, was in the restroom with her and, and or, or was in the restroom and then heard a voice from the next stall over, stall over saying, now when did I have corn? Oh. <laughs> okay. It's a legendary Broadway story. <laughs> I have a legendary Shelley Winters story that I can either Bring tell it on. or say for another time. We're not going to play We're just going to do this. <laughs> okay. This is, and it involves our great friend Brian Unger, incredible actor, uh, comedic actor genius. So do y'all remember in LA, there used to be this great diner that was on um, Crescent Heights and like Hayward, West Hollywood, okay. old timey diner. And sure. a lot of the old actors would eat there, uh, you know, and a lot of the old writers, like old timey classics. So I'm eating there because they had the best patty melt in LA for the beef eaters okay. of the world. So I go and Shelly Winters is eating there. And I was like, oh my God, it's Shelly Winters. So I have to go to the bathroom and I happen to be going to the bathroom at the same time Shelly Winters is going to the bathroom. And her assistant leads her into the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom and I shut my stall and then Shelly Winters and her assistant walk in. And I hear Shelly Winters say to the assistant, turn on the water. So <gasps> Shelly Winters assistant turns on the water and Shelly Winters proceeds to take the shit heard around the world. And she just keeps going. And I'm hiding in the stall in horror because I don't want to humiliate Oscar winning diva Shelly Winters. So I'm sitting there and the bathroom is just literally smells like damn souls. It just, it's like just unending. And so I sit in my stall and allow Shelly Winters the dignity of leaving. And she leaves and she walks out and I'm literally just trying to just hold my composure in the toxicity that I am now living. 
I get out, I wash my hands, I walk out, and Brian is outside the door, and he goes, oh, my God, did you see Shelly Winters? She's such a graceful treasure. I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. She also just polluted that bathroom like a a WWE has-been. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was insane. Did she manage to drop Marilyn Monroe's name while she was She did not, but she was wearing a baseball hat from the movie Oscar. Unclear why, but yeah, I left that part out. Yeah, it was a lot. You you know, that's very rare that you go into like, you know, just like, oh my God, like, you know, the explosion of realness with a celebrity and you must share those stories when you do. I just love the entitlement of turn on the water. I know as though the water was going to mask all sound of her. Right. Like. Torah, 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 shit. <laughs> it was literally like some kind of bombardment. It was wow. wild. I know. Okay. Holy yeah. So I'm right. sorry if I've ruined it for everyone. No, 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 no. You've only enhanced our experience. However. <laughs> we haven't played the game yet. <laughs> we have not. We have not. We should. Um, okay. So here's the thing. Um, we're going to play you a quick clip of audio. You tell us whether it is Lucy or Goosey. Does not make sense yet. Once we start, you will pick it up. We'll go back and forth on this one, starting with Liz. Uh, you won't uh, need to buzz so in. So we, oh, we don't cause, okay, got it. Yeah, don't have to buzz in yet. Number one is for you. Is it Lucy or Goosey, Liz? <laughs> Lucy. That was Lucy. And uh, it, it, as if it wasn't enough of a giveaway, I think somebody actually says Lucy at the end of that clip. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So we start easy is what we do. Okay. Yeah. Number two is for you, Danielle. Lucy. Got it. Or Goosey. <laughs> well, I think it's Goosey because I didn't hear a studio audience. So I'm going to no, say you Goosey. No, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. That was a very sad scene. Uh, that was Goosey. Great. You're, you're really picking it up. Number three is for you, Liz. Lucy or Goosey. Goosey. Goosey is correct. Goosey is correct. Well done. Number four is for you, Danielle. Lucy or Goosey? <laughs> Lucy. Lucy is correct. You guys are really good at this. Uh, five is for you, Liz. Lucy or Goosey? How come my face doesn't make you nervous? I notice you can talk to me. I have a pretty face. I think this might be a trick question, but I'm going to go with Goosey. No, it was Lucy. It was Lucy Van Pelt. Oh, Lucy Van Pelt. Yeah. I didn't say it was always going to be Lucille. Oh, I see. This is why (laughs) I'm confused. You're throwing an old woman off. All right. (laughs) I got it. So now I just got to be thinking Lucy's. All right. Now you got it. Now you got to be thinking. You got to be thinking broad. You got to be thinking broadly. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Great. Danielle, number six is for you, Lucy or Goosey. The uh, plaque for the alternates is down in the ladies room. You kill me. You really do. Lucy. What'd you say? Lucy. That was Goosey. That was Anthony Edwards as yes. Goose in Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yes. Yes. Oh, Top Gun. got it, got it. We okay. have uh, as yet been deprived of uh, of Top Gun Maverick. I know, I'm right? Waiting. It's taken forever. I am waiting. Uh, okay, the next one is for you, Liz, Lucy, or Goosey. Foot 
Lucy, baby. Foot Lucy, you're catching on. And finally, let's go to number 10 for Danielle. I immediately wrote a song about it. Uh -huh. The song had gone out, the whole album had been published, and somebody noticed that, that the letters spelt out LSD. And I had no idea about it. That would be Lucy, as in Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. As in Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. You are born natural, Troubled Waters players, the Peria. Love it. Let's recap those scores right now. <gasps> Three apiece. Three for Fuck wow. That Guy. Three for Jeremy Piven, who fucked that guy. Um, as we move on to our second round, it is one we are calling A Time and a Place. On the day that we are recording this, Edgar Wright's new movie, Last Night in Soho, uh, highly anticipated psychological horror from the director of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, uh, is, uh, is about to be released. If nothing else, promises to be a stylistic journey through the objectively most aesthetically pleasing era of the British Empire, and it carries on the grand tradition of films that promise you a time and a place. When was it? Last night. Where was it? Soho. So for this game, we will give you hints maybe even part of the title of a movie with both a time and a place in its name. And you will guess the full title. So, for example, uh, if I said that chess player from The Queen's Gambit plays a lounge singer in this uh, period piece horror movie from Edgar Wright, the answer would be last night, last night. in Soho. Okay, in Soho. here we go. Okay, here we go. So we're, we're calling you, in on this one. Yes, buzz in, in if you think okay. you know it. Uh, and I will tell you, Reading through this, I got none of them. Okay. So, All right. So better. Be creative. Right. Okay. Number one, Charlize Theron's first film told the stories of a series of interconnecting lives in the northern part of Los Angeles over the course of 48 hours. Piven. Yes, Danielle. Weekend in the Valley. Uh, Ooh. 40, oh, shit, Ooh. Something like Weekend Ooh. in the Valley, 48 Hours in the Valley. Mm. So close. Can't, can't give it to you. Liz, do you want to? Do you want to stay? Uh, I, I, uh, how about Charlene in the Valley? No, 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 no. Two days in the Valley. Two days in the Time, Valley. Place. Time and place. So close. So close. Uh, okay. Number two. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. was nominated for an Oscar at this past year's Oscars for his role in this film about a meeting of several black cultural leaders in a single evening in South Florida. Fuck that guy. Yeah. The Weekend with Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali <laughs> and Sam Cooke. No, no. Yes, but close. <gasps> if you can get closer, Danielle. One Night in Miami? Yes. <sighs> One Night in Miami. Point to you, Danielle. Okay. Number I don't three get any is... points for knowing what it was about. No, no. Nope. I feel like nope. that's unfair. No partial credit, I'm afraid. Well, you're going to have to take that up with Christian after this. <laughs> Uh, number three, this is less a, a specific time and more a kind of time, a time that's not good. At this regal motel where John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Fanning, and Cynthia Erivo show up on the border of California and Nevada. I saw this movie. Oh. Yeah. Saw the trailer for this movie before a lot of movies, and then I didn't see this movie. <laughs> can you read the description again? Yes, I can. Uh, okay, it's a regal motel where John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, and Dakota Fanning, and Cynthia Erivo show up on the border of California and Nevada, and they have a time that is not good. I saw it. I can't think of the title. Three, uh, two, one. 
Bad times at the El Royale. Came and went. Came and went. Uh, Number four. Seven directors shot segments for this movie, each telling the story of a single day in Cuba's capital city. Fuck that guy. Days. Yes. Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. (laughs) I'm going to give you a point, even though that is not at all correct. It's not true. But, Danielle. One week in Havana. Very close. Seven days in Havana. Seven days in Havana. Well, that's a week. I I don't uh, know that movie. One time that I am hearing about this movie ever in my life. Yeah, never heard of it. I've never Uh, heard of it either. Yeah. Uh, Number five. Paul Reiser, Matt Dillon, and John Goodman all deal with Liv Tyler after an eventful evening at a popular bar. Paul Reiser, Liv Tyler, John Goodman? Yes. Fuck that guy. Yes, Liz. The big-lipped Bowski. Ooh! Not at all correct. But yes, I'm going to give you a point because, yes, the big well, lip Bowski. She keeps getting these points for just random shit. Listen. All right, I'll do, do random de- shit. Do you deny that she deserves them? Yes, clearly. Uh, that's why I'm objecting. Again, again, you're going to have to have a long meeting with the Christian after this show. All right, okay, all right. Uh, all right, five, four. Three, two, one. One night at McCool's feels like a thing that you would see at Blockbuster Video. And- oh, yeah, for man. Sure. That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was aware of it at some point. Feels Miramax. Paul Reiser remembers me. that. Uh, oh, of course he does. Um, okay. So, we're, okay, number six. We're being more than a little bit shady with the rules on this one a film about vampires during a month in Alaska in which the sun does not shine. Piven. Yes. 30 days in winter. Oh, no. But I get a point for that because it was creative. There's a lot of anger happening right now, Danielle. I feel like you're mad. She's bullied me into it. Yeah. Kristen, give it to her. Just give it to her. Kristen, just do it. He looks scared. (laughs) Uh, Liz, to steal. I will say she got half of it correct. I have no idea. It was the 30 van- days of night. Oh. I, I, as I told you, I didn't get any of these right when I read through it my own self. Number seven, Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington play a tennis match that continues for a full week in the blazing heat in this HBO Sports mockumentary. <sighs> I saw this too. I know. I know. Okay, read it again. Read it again. Okay. okay. Please. Okay. Please. Don't, don't, don't yell at me. <laughs> Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington play a tennis match that continues for a full week in the blazing heat in this HBO Sports mockumentary. Dan, uh, uh, Piven. Yes. Seven Days of Hell? Yes, it's Seven Days in Hell, but yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow, okay. excellent. Good. Yeah, yes. I'm so well glad done. you didn't get any of these either because I'm literally like, this yeah. is the most terrifying uh, thing I've ever done. I know, I know. It's like <laughs> any, any, like any hint of the fact that I am like losing my grip on popular culture is gonna send me into a tailspin. And I, I just, I, I've not retained any of these films at all. And a lot of them are, you know, a few years old. So it's like, actually yeah. my grip loosened earlier than I thought it did. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we're facing. We're facing mortality here. on. I feel better about eight. my pandemic choices, actually. Yes. My pandemic yeah. viewing choices were none of this garbage. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. It's just, it's just me and my partner, Marilyn McCoo. We don't have there to deal with this shit. <laughs> Number eight, Sophia Loren plays two roles in this 1954 film. One for each night you might spend with the Queen of the Nile. Piven. Yeah. 
48 Hours with Cleopatra? Oh, you're so close. You're so close. You're so close. Fuck that guy. Liz. Liz. <laughs> Cleopatra's Weekend? No, although I would watch Cleopatra's Weekend. Point to Danielle. It was two nights with Cleopatra. Uh, Cleopatra's Weekend. I mean, that's like, uh, that sounds like a porno for sure. Yeah, it, it sounds like sounds something like a, about the 70s right? at like, you know, at like, yes. uh, what was that place on the Upper Plato's West Side? Retreat. Plato's yeah. Retreat. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I've, have you ever seen, there are commercials, by the way, for Plato's Retreat you can find on YouTube. Oh, my like God. The older Long Island couple that owns it, like, extremely not sexy talking about the buffet and it's just oh it's it's good was it a real place oh Oh, yeah it was a real place sure so it was like was it like a was it like playboy mansion but you the public could go or what was it exactly it was like like orgies and um you know kind of in the know people were there and then and then uh you know the the unwashed wanted to be with the in the know to have orgies. And I think eventually it just kind of became a lot of people that look like those Long Island people yeah, having orgies. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, and was it, was it in a, Long Island? Is that where it no. was No. No, it was, was uh, oh. on the it Upper was West the, Side. Yeah. Up the Upper West Side at the, uh, at, wasn't it in one of those apartment buildings with a name? Not the Dakota, yeah. but like the other one yeah, called yeah. the like, the AstraZeneca or something. Something. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's some kind of totally. name like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a straight people bathhouse, basically. Yeah. Uh, okay, number nine. This is the last one. This 2020 Thai film is a remake of Collateral, but despite its title, it does not have anything to do with the ABBA musical Chess. But hey, the world's your oyster. Piven. Yes? Nine Pearls? N- no. no. Um, Piven. Yes. Sorry, can I guess now? Yeah, sure. Again, One Night in Bangkok? One Night in Bangkok. And the world's your oyster, et cetera, et cetera. Got it. I knew it was from chess. I just was, yep. my head was spinning. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Um, maybe my all-time least favorite song, One Night in Bangkok. Really? I like it. There's so many worse songs. I know. That's a really bad song. they don't have song. his terrible voice. It's a bad song. It's an objective. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. I think it's I'm objectively I'm almost into fun. it. I like the synth tone and then the way he says the word Buddha. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I can't turn it off. All right, at the end of that round, the scores are okay. Piven's got eight. Fuck oh, that yeah. guy's got five. Yeah. This makes sense. This makes sense. But you do get to yell <laughs> "fuck that guy" whenever you feel like. You know, and, and I fun. feel like I need to be more competitive of a person, and I'm not. You don't need to be. No, yeah. and I love games like this. I have a game yeah. that we play at parties where you look at the Lifetime website and you read uh-huh. the description of the Lifetime movie, and then people have yes. to try to guess the name. Oh, and so, great. you know, it's like, you know, deadly chlamydia or whatever. And then people yeah. like go crazy. It's always fun. It's just really fun. The only one I know is Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Oh, I love it. It's the best a, one. Corey so Spelling much. film. Yeah. And, you know, so much. Yeah. what mother do you ask permission? And then her mother said, you know what? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. You yes. should definitely I just give you permission. Go sleep with danger in the cabin in the woods. Um, yeah. You know, I, tr- I trust you. I trust you. We have trust. A really good friend of mine um, was uh, like the romantic lead in a Lifetime movie about twin sisters who were like, you know, they were separated and then they come together and one of them owns a yoga studio and the other one is evil and like kills her and takes over her identity and, you know, and like tries to seduce the the boyfriend who was my friend. Uh, it was called Downward Twin. 
No. It's so bad. That's like, that's not even a single entendre. That's That's no, that's not a pun at all. Not a pun at all. That's horrible. I love when they're those Quinn Martin uh, movies in the 70s and the 80s were the same way. You know, they would just be like one fish, two fish murder. And you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? Like, what are you talking about? It's so crazy. Oh, I remember oh my God, I there see was a so <laughs> Tracy. Tracy Gold was in a movie, a made-for-TV movie. I think about her own life and her own struggle with bulimia. Uh-huh. And the very last scene, this is what I call the movie because this is what she says in the very last scene. I think I'll have a bagel. I, that's that's oh. what I call it. Oh, oh my God. She's recovered. So she thinks she'll have a bagel. <laughs> You know what? That is beautiful. She's cured. God bless you, <laughs> that Tracy That is beautiful, Gold. Tracy Gold. Oh, man. All right. We're going we're gonna to take a break. We're going to shake this off. We're going to have okay. a bagel, and we'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, listen, you get your car tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. You get checkups at your doctor's office. Go to the gym. Keep yourself healthy and well and prevent injury and disease. Going to therapy is like all of the above, but for your emotional well-being. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. You're not broken. It just means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. You You don't feel like something's wrong with you if you go for a jog, do you? Of course not. You do it to get better. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you're not comfortable with that. It can be more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So why invest in everything else but your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Troubled Waters listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash troubledwaters. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Troubled Waters. Hey, kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who? Yeah. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Liz Winstead and Danielle Koenig. And our next round is called Parody Paradise. Now, the trailer for Being the Ricardos reminded us that Weird Al Yankovic's first chart single was a song called Ricky, which was a parody of Tony Basil's Mickey. And it was all about I Love Lucy. We're not going to play it because we love you too much. Uh, but you can probably figure it out for yourself. What we're going to do is give you a round made up of questions about parody songs. They will not all be Weird Al, but a lot of them will be. All right, here's your first clip. Guy. Well, okay. Yeah, I haven't asked the question yet, Liz. Oh, I thought we had to say the song. <laughs> no, no. These are questions about the songs. 
Do I have any? Okay. Yeah. Okay, this one's going to be, uh, this. you'll both you'll both give a guess on this one, whoever's closest wins. That, of course, was a clip from Weird Al's My Bologna, uh, which was a, a parody of My Sharona. Uh, one of those things was something Liz was about to say. Uh, but those are just the facts. In his recording career, by our estimation, Weird Al has released over 100 songs. How many of his songs that he has recorded and released on albums contain in their titles a reference to food or to eating? Nearest guess wins. Heaven. Yes, Danielle. 17. 17. Liz? Um, I'm going to say in the title is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say none. None? Doing that price is right, betting one dollar kind of situation. Yep. A very clever move. However, not in this case. Uh, okay. The answer is 15. Oh my God, Danielle. Including eat it, girls just want to have lunch. Eat it's not food. I thought you said food. Yeah, food or to eating. Food or to eating. Oh, see, I thought you said just food. So I didn't go with eat it. Write all this down. We're going to sit down with Christian after the show is over. (laughs) I really feel like you are setting me up for failure because I am a white woman and I'm a cis white woman (laughs) and you want me to fail. New time is um, I feel canceled. I am also a cis white woman. <laughs> I feel canceled right now. I've been canceled. You're just like giving us half truths and then mm. laying some shit in. Whatever. <laughs> I feel no. You know what, Danielle? No. I feel like we're both being persecuted. He gave me points 100%. for no reason, right? Because I'm hot, <laughs> right? Obviously, a form yeah. of persecution always um, to give always points to give points for hotness for hotness. We're moving on. Exactly. We're moving on. Okay. Number two. Here's a clip. Let's listen. Okay. Okay. All right. That, of course, is Stonehenge from the movie Spinal Tap. So you will have to buzz in for this one. What is unique about the rating for Spinal Tap on IMDb? Think about the film. Important moments from the Pivot. Film. Yes, Danielle. It goes to 11. It does go to 11 instead of 10, like the normal IMDb rating. That's All good. Right. That's, That's good. good, right? It's mm-hmm. good. That's a good Okay, like Liz, this question is for you. Speaking of Weird Al, what was the title of his parody of R.E.M.'s Stand? Was it A, Stan? Was it B, Bland? Was it C, Spam? Or was it D, Nom? Spam. Spam, of course. What else could it be? It's Weird Al. I am from the state where spam was invented and the spam factory is in Austin, Minnesota. We spam. from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. No, they love it in Hawaii. I know. But the spam factory is in Austin, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. It's made by Hormel. Hormel. What's your personal relationship to spam? Do you eat it? Can you eat it? I have eaten it and, you know, I grew up with five kids in my family, poor Catholic parents. And, sure. uh, you know, my mom would take the gelatinous uh, pressed ham, spiced ham, put yeah. cloves in it and a piece of uh, pineapple on it and roast that in the oven for a delicious meal that made that- your hand swell to the size of catcher's mitts. Wow. <laughs> I'm not lying when I We're say We're having baked sodium for dinner. Mm. Well, you know, wow. it's. It's better than some other things my mom made. Mm, yeah. Like minute steak. Yeah. Minute steak. 
Do you remember what? minute steak? Minute steak is a okay. It's a step above utility meat, and uh-huh. it's it's like you fry it in a ham in a pan for a minute, and then you eat it. But um, it's like eating meat gum. It's very hard to decide when it's time to Ooh. swallow it. Ooh, was wow. that like steakums? No, remember steakums? more like oh, okay. Salisbury steak without the okay. sauce on it. Oh God! Yeah, so it's just that uh, minute steak. So, steakums mm. were that thin, shredded meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, not easy being young in a Catholic family in the seventies. There no. was a lot of dicey. A lot of dicey foods. A lot of questionable foods. A lot food. of dicey foods. Yep. I should not have survived to the age of 50, and yet here we are. <laughs> uh, Danielle, this next one is for you. This is a clip from Eminem as a Talking head song by Nick Lutzko, in which he takes Eminem interview clips and makes them into what you will hear. But I've made a lot of songs, and I love every day. I put my orange for I don't I don't know what I just heard there. I that, do. Anyway. Okay. Okay. But the question is, Danielle, okay. in Rolling Stone's list of the top 100 artists of all time, uh, put together in 2004 and 2005, and then updated in 2011, who comes in higher, Eminem or the Talking Heads? Oh, that's a really, okay, this is a 50-50 question, so it shouldn't be yes, it that. Is. Rolling Stone. Who's better, um, according to Rolling Stone? Eminem or Talking Heads? Eminem. You're correct. Eminem comes in at 83, Talking Heads at 100. What? I would rather listen to Eminem. A mess. Mm, that's wow. a mess to me, too. Yeah. I like Danielle, Eminem. I am removing three of your points. Uh, number five. I'm not don't kidding. do it, Christian. Christian, do it. Christian, don't, do it. I'm going to watch you do it. it. I'm going to watch you do it, Christian. Okay. Uh, there, he's done it. All right. Number five is for you, Liz. <laughs> Uh, Weird Al's Lasagna is a parody of what song? Sing Lasagna to yourself and just see what... I don't know it. See what comes up. Just sing the word to yourself. It's lyric. Lasagna. Um, oh, La Bamba! Yes! Good for you. Yes. I had no idea. Oh, my God. Yes. How did I even say that? Like, how that did I, I honestly need to take a moment for myself because I yeah. don't know where that came from. I honestly don't know where that came from. I don't. You no, know, it, it was within you. It was within you all I along. was saying words. I was like, Fernando, lasagna, la bomb. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then here we are. Uh, I've never been prouder of to, myself. We do have to listen. We do have to listen to a, a clip from <gasps> Yes, 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 yes. La, 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 lasagna. No, no more. No more. That's it. That's it. Stop it right now. Stop it right now. Turn it off right now. Turn it off right now. All right. I thought it was, uh, I didn't really think it was, but all I could think of was lasagna, lasagna. I love, I love you. you. Lasagna. lasagna. I mean, Tomorrow. That's all I can think of. Always a day away. Wait, why, why isn't that a hit? Oh that could be God. as big of a hit as la, 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 lasagna. I mean, he would just said yeah, la, la, he could do la, a lasagna. Album of lasagna parodies. I can't believe there were and only 15 songs. I bet he'd nail them all, Weird Al. Okay, the final question in this round is for you. No, that was a lie. There will be more. Uh, number six is for you, Danielle. Uh, the, um, let's listen to this quick little clip. It's the Ruddles and their song, Ouch. Ouch, you're breaking my heart. Ouch, I'm falling apart. Ouch, ow, ow, ouch. When we first met, I must have... All right, 
The Ruddles was Eric Idle and Neil Innes's uh, Beatles pastiche. Their first film was called All You Need Is Cash. Danielle, which actual Beatle appeared in The Ruddles, All You Need Is Cash? I'm going to, okay. Ringo. No, incorrect. It was George Harrison. It's George Guess Harrison. Guess what? George Harrison was my first thought, and I didn't listen to my instincts. So you got to go with your gut. You got to go with because your gut. George Harrison was also, or was it Ringo, who was in that movie like ten thousand BC? It wasn't called that. It was a caveman. I think caveman. It was caveman. Yeah, Ringo was yeah. in caveman. That was Ringo. Yeah. Okay, with Barbara Bach. Oh really? Um, yeah. This world, this world, Danielle, will try to disconnect you from from your gut and from your instinct. I know. Fucking makes you great. Don't you let him do it? Don't you let him do it? Follow I your shouldn't. gut. Follow your instinct. Thank you. I will. You are enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, this last one you will have to buzz in for, so get those buzzing words ready. Here's the question. Why did Weird Al fan Paul McCartney deny Weird Al permission to release his parody of Live and Let Die? Fuck that guy. Yes, Liz. Because he didn't have the rights to it? No. Piven? Yes. Out of respect for John Lennon? No. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you each another try, okay. and I'm going to, as a hint, reveal that the Weird Al parody of Live and Let Die okay. would have been called Chicken Pot Pie. Oh, P- Piven. Danielle. Because Paul is a vegan. Yes. Or vegetarian. He felt that it, felt that it yeah. promoted the consumption of meat. Yeah. He's not having it. Okay, mm-hmm. at the end of that round, let's recap those scores. Good Lord. We were all over the map on that one. I know there were, we're up, we're minuses, down. there were pluses. I there didn't pluses, do great. There were minuses. I am not doing great. There was La Bamba. Okay. Piven's got 12. Fuck that guy's got <sighs> I don't know seven. If, I don't know if I can catch up here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. 12 minus three. No, th- that was that ruling stands. You've got nine. You've got nine. Piven's got nine. Fuck that guy's got seven. Okay, Ooh, wow. Wait. We will be back with our final round, which will be decisive after this break. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes. With us are Liz Winstead and Daniel Koenig. It is now time for a game we are calling Judge Judy. A trailer just dropped this week for Judge Judy Scheinlin's exciting new streaming show, Judy Justice, which radically reimagines Judge Judy by putting it on a streaming service. So there's been a lot of controversy online because Judy's bailiff of 25 years, Officer Bird, has not been invited to be a part of the new show. This led a lot of people on the internet to, ironically, judge Judy. We're going to ask you to judge some Judy. So I'm going to give you each a famous Judy. I will ask you to convince me that your Judy is the superior Judy. Whoever's argument wins, my judgment, wins the round. And however many points I feel like doling out. Okay. First up, we have a battle between Judy Garland and Judy Bloom. Liz, you have one minute to tell me why Judy Garland, the international music superstar, is the superior Judy. Your time starts now. 
she she came from Hibbing, Minnesota, a tiny town of three sisters. She had no means, no one helping her. She constantly took, they popped pills in her. They they did everything in their power to tamp down her talent. And she just got better and her voice got better and her drug addiction killed her. But she went down in glory saying, fuck you. I don't care what you've tried to do to me. I am going out as the greatest, one of the greatest of all times. And she, and being a woman and being four foot 11 and weighing 67 pounds and all the men and all the shit. And also she's been memorialized by every gay man who's ever walked the earth. Mm-hmm. 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 You, you know what? You got it in. You got, you got it all in in less than a minute. I mean, you do still have time. Should you decide to praise her further? You can you have 15-ish more seconds? I do. Or are, are you just dropping the mic? Okay. Also, Liza and Lorna Luft, the inferior children okay. who desperately tried on her coattails to be something, she didn't let them ever uh, like take over her. She remained the queen. Also, how many guys fuck uh, Liza just so they can pretend they're fucking Judy? Many gay men. A lot, a lot. That's real sad, but yeah, you're right. It's real sad for everyone. God. But yes. Wow. Uh, compelling points. Compelling points from Liz Winstead on Judy Garland. You got your work cut out for you, Danielle. You must convince me in one minute that Judy Bloom, oh, trailblazing author of young adult fiction, is the superior Judy. Your time starts now. Judy Bloom influenced an entire, I would say, several generations of young people to actually address what was going on with them in, in terms of puberty, in terms of emotional changes that happen. I think she was the first author who really addressed the what we now call the YA market, young adult. She basically single-handedly created an entire genre and didn't treat, you know, teenagers and preteens like little babies or like old old people. She addressed their specific concerns. I mean, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret is one of the most famous books of all time. And if you didn't, um, you know, chant, we must, we must, we must increase your bust, then you weren't alive as far as I'm concerned, because that was huge. And um, the one with the with the boy who's on the cover, uh, maybe then, uh, maybe again, then maybe, oh, again, then maybe I won't. I mean, with the boy, like the peeping Tom, holy shit, that was groundbreaking stuff. That is, that is one minute, oh my God. Excellent points in there, too. Before I render a judgment, any rebuttals? Judy Bloom has never been what you go to, put on a record, to have you brought to your knees in joy or in sorrow. It's really true. It's really Good true. She, I mean, in fairness, she was not a recording artist, but that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, wow. Okay. Both excellent points. I feel like when this episode gets out, there's going to be rioting in, on Christopher Street. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I think nine points to Liz for that one. Four to Danielle. It's a it's a bit of a split decision. The jury could not come to a complete That's agreement. Okay. Those, are, those are the points as I dole them out. All right. Let's recap those scores. Oh, my God. It's a tie! Oh my God. <gasps> it's a tie! What? 
Pew, pew, pew. <gasps> and you know what? That stands. We're keeping that it a tie. That is so exciting. You guys both. I love it. Oh my God, Danielle. I can't think of anyone better. Yes. What if I will. Liz, this is like, yes. this is monumental. You have both been treasures, continue to be treasures, have been Troubled Waters treasures. It is a tie. I I couldn't be happier. It is now time for plugs. So I want you to let us know what you're working oh. on and then to to write the karmic balance in the universe. Tell us about something someone else is doing that you want the world to know about. Liz, we will begin with you. Okay. Um, we mentioned Feminist Buzzkills Live, the show that's uh, premiering December 2nd. Also, I've got some stand-up dates happening I will be in Portland, Oregon at the Siren Theater on November 3rd and 4th. And I will be in San Francisco at the Verde Club on uh, November 6th. You can find all my dates on bandsintown.com slash Liz Winstead. Uh, something that someone else is doing, Ida Rodriguez, who is an incredible stand-up comedian. Her HBO Max special is coming out November 4th. I highly recommend watching it. She is right. a gem. I support that. Danielle, co-winner Danielle. About you. Well, uh, like I said, I uh, host um, this new podcast, uh, How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'd love for anyone to check it out. And um, it sounds like it's heavy, but it's really not heavy. It's really ridiculous. And we just Google things. It's not like we, we're experts on anything. It's just fun. And um, and then, yeah, I write on this show called Pop Cultured, which is a live show that's about once a month. At Flappers and the... Uh, the next one will be December 7th, which is uh, the day we celebrate the bombing at Pearl Harbor. Yes. So that'll be okay. fun. Hopefully Great. we'll write to theme. I don't know. Um, and I guess this is actually a show that both Dave and I have been on together, but I'm not plugging it for that reason. But uh, it is a YouTube show and a podcast called For What It's Worth, hosted yes. by Marie Valeriano. And if you like this show, I think you'll like that show too, because it is... Um, it's like a sort of music-based uh, game show. And it's really fun. It is a fun one. Murray's, yeah. a, Murray's a great guy. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I am Dave Holmes. My brand new podcast, Waiting for Impact, a Dave Holmes passion project, is out now. Um, please give it a listen. And uh, my thing that someone else made is a book that was written uh, a couple of years ago uh, that I just tore through by Jared Yates Sexton, who is an incredible uh, writer, uh, uh, it's called The Man They Wanted Me To Be. And it's uh, all about musings on uh, where masculinity has gone wrong in the last uh, few years and then many, many years before that. Oh my God, and, I cannot uh, wait to read it. that. Yeah, it's, I'm going to write that down. Uh, that sounds is, good. It's great. It weaves in stories from his own life. It, uh, it's uh, it's just a really good book. Well done. Jared Yates. Awesome. The Man They Wanted Me To Be. Liz Winstead, Daniel Koenig, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. Thank you for bearing with us after the one-hour mark where a podcast becomes a hostage crisis. Uh, <laughs> you fucking did it. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Daniel Koenig, make a noise. Yes. And Liz Winstead. Whoop. Whoop. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Christian Duenas and Laura Swisher. And we're in love with you. Okay, bye.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.